Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the afternoon. Well, I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl. The Puddles podcast is starting real soon. Welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin. I'm here <laughs> with a very talented stand-up comedian. Uh, Thanks, buddy. Sam Morell, who has a new special called Up on the Roof. Yeah. Now, you think Fiddler was a little angry about this? No, I think the uh, the song, the people who made the song uh, Up on the Roof were probably more upset. I don't know why their name is. It was, who is it? The fucking, who did Up on the Roof? I don't know. I know Raising the Roof. I know. The Drifters. I'm such a fucking idiot. You don't know that song when this old world starts bringing me down. It's a pretty upsetting yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know. Yeah, that. it's up on the roof. How yeah. many songs do you think you know? Like, if someone's saying to you, but I can't tell you the name of like thirty songs. It's really weird. Like, I could, you know, like an album. I don't know the names of any of the songs on the album, yeah. but I could sing you the song if I heard it. <laughs> I feel like that's rare. I feel like what you have is it's much more difficult than to be like more people can name a song than no songs like the lyrics. Like you ever wear like a band t-shirt and someone goes name fucking four songs on that. Like I have that one tribe called Quest shirt and people are always like name fucking four songs. Yeah. Like, Fuck you, dad. <laughs> I don't have a band. I don't think I have a band t-shirt, so I've never had that problem. Yeah, you're almost too cool for a band t-shirt. Am I? I don't know. I, I just feel like, I mean, no, I just feel like I, I don't know if there's a band that I would want to wear a shirt of. I don't. You're literally wearing a Yankees hat. That's a band of some it's sort. It's like New York to me. It's, no, it's not a band. Name five players on the current team, Sam. Uh, Glaber. <laughs> uh, fucking, who's a, uh, Sanchez, if he makes a team. Aaron Judge. Uh, shit. <laughs> I was fucking I'm around. Slow. This is actually getting intense. This is getting intense. Five players. Uh, Jacoby Ellsbury's contract. Uh, <laughs> Bonilla I love that contract still with the Mets. Oh, my God. Uh, dude, I, yeah, I loved, I loved like the 90s Yankees so much, like Posada and Jeter and, and Bernie and Mariano and yeah. Paul O'Neill. Holy shit, so cool. I mean, the 86 Mets, I, I can name you everyone on them, you know? like Is that are the Mets your team? Yeah, I mean, my dad's from Queens, uh, you know, and my, my father or my grandfather would take us to Shea. And, ah. uh, and it was like, I don't know. So, and then I grew up in Port St. Lucie where the Mets spring training is. So, um, yeah, dude, I remember my grandpa took me to a Mets game when I was a little kid, and the Mets commit seven errors. And I was like, four and i said i just said these players ought to be ashamed i had a raspy voice even then and i go these players ought to be ashamed of themselves and he was like he was like yes but like i think a kid saying that everyone's like that's new york a little kid that's when he bought you a yankees hat he's like all right let's go across town he was a yankees fan but i think they were like out of town or something he was like let's just go see the mets and i was like all right freaking the mets were fun that team was a cocaine induced fucking badass with dykstra and yeah they were all on blow white gooden <laughs> i mean imagine doing blow all night and then pitching a no hitter like you know how good of an athlete you have to be <laughs> like if i do cocaine i'm in bed crying for i know days. i know but you weren't gonna throw the no hitter to begin with andrew these guys had it in them you the don't point. know that sam that's true dude that that's the other thing is like i just think how good you would like like how 
how good would Doc Gooden have been if he wasn't just on coke all the time or, on, you know, then later crack? Well, someone say maybe he did coke before games and it gave him an edge, you know? Maybe. But then he put up, he probably would have had more longevity, right? <laughs> That's true. That's up. true. I had Daryl Strawberry. I had a sports show and I had Daryl Strawberry on my show once. And, uh, and he was, how was that? He was cool as hell. He was a very, yeah. very, very nice guy. He, he unfollowed me on Instagram. He un I can't believe he un I don't know why he did it. I was like, I think he maybe he didn't, but he used to like photos and he hasn't liked one in a while. Well, let's see. Check your phone. See if he unfollowed you. Let me you, look. Can, you can see if you're not on the top of the list. Really? Is that what it means? Yeah. There's nothing okay. sadder than when someone that you respect follows you then unfollow. He's like, how annoying is my Instagram? What did I do? Yeah. Well, it's like I'm pretty I feel like I'm pretty good on Instagram. I'm mostly just po posting jokes, you know? I don't know. I think he has a church now, and I think you probably go against God. He know? doesn't follow me. He doesn't follow me. He doesn't? No. <laughs> how many people does he follow? Not a lot. Let me see. So maybe he did a full cleaning, you know? Also, you know what it probably is? Uh, less than 600. You know what it is? His wife's really religious. Maybe he was yeah. like, ooh, this is like bad. Yeah, yeah. He's really religious. So maybe that was, I might have had like an atheist bit or something where he was like, fuck this guy. Yeah, you're a Jew, Sam. He's done with you. You're the Old Testament. He's on the yeah, new dude. one. I mean, look at our eyebrows. Does that dude, I remember I had, I, when I had that sports show, I remember uh, they were like, uh, you got Charlie Ward on. And I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, I love Charlie Ward. Big Knicks fan. He's like, yeah, don't bring up like the whole Jew thing. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, he's like, they're very into Islam. And I'm like, I don't think I cannot bring up the Jews. And he was like, no, you can't. Also, I'm like, I don't know how I would like be I'm like, so anyway, I'm a Jew. You guys hate me? You know, like, what are they expected? There was another one. They were like, uh, they were so funny because like, I get it. Like sports networks want to stay apolitical, but they would do it to the point that it was hilarious. I remember like after Charlottesville, I did like a monologue. I thought it was like condemning racism, but also really like silly and funny. And, uh, and I, I got big laughs and I remember getting off and the, one of the guys in charge was like, that was, that was great. And I was like, oh yeah. And he goes, well, it's not going to make it, but it was great. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, we got like people upstate who watch it. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? Like, like, like Aryan Brotherhood people, he's like, well, anyone, people that just don't like that. And I was like, all right. I mean, have you ever gotten death threats or anything? I mean, your material, I, I don't feel, I don't know. You tell me. Have you ever gotten anything bad? Yeah, I've gotten some threatening messages online, but I think like nothing compared to what like female comics get, probably. Yeah, you don't get any dick pics with swastika tattoos on them? Swastika tattoos on a dick? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. It's like, that's, be that's fun. pretty bull. That's a that's a rough way to find out. If he was like playing it cool for a while, and you're just like, "Oh my god, I had no idea." He's like, "Yeah, that's a, you made it to my penis before you found out." He's like, "That's the old me. <laughs> that's the old me. That was before I before before I found Jesus." Yeah, now I have two. Um, um, yeah, yeah, man. Freaking. Um, what do you think when you get threats or whatever? Does it? Do you ever? I feel like you really stick to your material no matter what the crowd is. I feel like, you know, you're experienced enough now where I, I, I don't think like, I don't think my shit's malicious. That's the other thing. I, think, I don't think I'm going up there being like, you just suck on this audience. Like I'm, I'm trying to make them laugh. I think like, if you can't feel intent, you know, <laughs> like, Na you like Naples, you really go after Naples and crack do you up. as a Floridian. Does that, do you take offense to that? First of all, I'm East side. So right. fuck the west side of Naples. I actually just did the Tampa Improv, which was it's the whitest. That was the whitest sentence of all time. Fuck the west side of Naples. 
it's like Biggie Tupac if they owned, <laughs> if they wore sandals. Um, what what uh what what did you do off the hook in Naples? Yeah. Oh, that club! I bombed harder than I've ever bombed in my life. That's where you want to bomb. If you're like murdering there, you kind of got to take a look at your act. Probably. <laughs> I don't know who's like crushing for like the elderly. You know, bro. Oh my god! I still get flashback. It was one of my first bombs at. That like, was a rough week. Yeah, I can't imagine doing an hour. I, I also I had a comic in front of me who was really funny, but he was like high energy, and and it was like. I, I just couldn't like he'd go up there and do like look he wasn't like murdering because they were a bad crowd and he was a funny guy but like he'd go up there and give it everything and I I don't do that I go up there and I'm like what's up guys <laughs> so I think they looked at me like this guy's not even trying you know and then it got to a point where it was just like shitting on the gig like it, everything about the gig just kind of was rough and uh it's one of those gigs where you uh you're like, well, all right, my new stuff's not hitting. Let me throw the greatest hits at him just to let's uh, let me throw let me let's break out Thor's little hammer here. And then you just are still bombing. And you're like, how is how am I still bombing? These are like proven like this joke killed on America's Dude. got talent. This is a broad joke. This is your fault. You got I think it got to a point. Also, like I couldn't say anything without like I get on a roll here and there. But like when I'd really start doing well is when I'd like break down and I'd be like, ah, eh, fuck all of you. <laughs> And then and th there's one clip that became like a thing where this guy is like, oh, I said, ah, I can't wait to get the fuck out of Naples. And this guy goes, well, you're still here. And I said, well, I'll be gone in the morning and you'll be dead soon. So how about that? And he, I said, you'll be in a, you'll be in a body bag. And he goes, you'll have, I, didn't know. I said, casket, you'll be in a casket soon. And he goes, you'll have to put me there. And I go, that's not how time works. <laughs> that was a lot of the weekend is like going against the elderly. It's so funny to see you going like like fist fighting an old man there couldn't no. be anything like yeah i mean i re i remember the first time i really bombed in florida i i did a show and i i used to do a character named andy shallows and i would do one-liners with a wookie that played slide guitar that's how i started stand-up i can't believe this didn't crush in the cultural epicenter of naples florida to be honest that so the wookie didn't fucking kill for <laughs> no it did but then I got rid of the Wookiee, or the Wookiee left the band. The so original I, Star Wars, they were, like, too old for when it came out. They were like, Dad, I don't want all this special effects. I want a nice movie, like my man Godfrey. That's what I want. So I go up in West Palm, or in Fort yeah. Lauderdale, and I left the Wookiee. The Wookiee uh, got a girlfriend. He also didn't like wearing the outfit in Florida summer. They're in an open mic for four people in a fish tank. Yeah, that's know? committing to a character is tough when when you have fur. That's a tough. Uh, in Tell the me summer. about it. Yeah, yeah. It's so so. Uh, I end up doing the same act, but he would play guitar like in between my one liners. So it was just too quiet, you know, yeah. where the one where the boom, you know, would be, and I just was bombing, and this old man just was like critiquing every joke. And I was like this fun, like Andy Shaw. I finally fucking broke down and I go, I'll fuck you up, you fucking old piece of shit. And then I'm like, so anyway, then let me go back to my one, my fun one liner. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, dating's weird. So like, what? I mean, you better fucking, you better fucking show. I did that once. I lost, I, that was like the one time we all break. If you never break down on stage, you're you're just not doing enough sets. Like it's gonna happen. I remember I was at the Village Lantern, and uh, you know the West Village, and I could not be bombing harder. And it's like 
I don't know, like seven people and a bad seven. Like, like it sucks when you're bombing for a small enough group that you just like start to dislike them individually. It sucks. So I'm bombing and this guy just starts like mocking me. And it's like, I'm not doing well enough to bury this guy. Like, I don't have enough goodwill from this crowd to just take him down, which, you know, even then I normally could do. And then he just keeps doing it. And it's like, it's like kicking me when I'm down. So I just, I'm like, I just put the mic in the thing and I go down like, why don't you say it to my fucking face, dude? Which he was, but I got closer to his face in my defense. And I was like, I don't know if I could have even taken this guy, but I was so angry. And I think just the fucking rage he saw in my eyes, he was like, in front of his friend, he was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, yeah, you fucking pussy. And I just walked away and he was just like in shock. And I remember being like, holy shit, I can't fight. I shouldn't have done that. Like, I don't know why, but like, I kind of, in that moment, I didn't care. I'm like, I will fucking go. I will, if, as long as I get a swing it on this motherfucker, it'll be worth, it'll be worth it. So I, yeah. That, so you, that was your closer? My breaking point was <laughs> pussy. And I walked off like, do something. Peace, I'm out. No, I just, uh, you yeah, didn't go I, back. You didn't go back to jokes. You just, that was, you were done. Right. I didn't pull an Andrew Collin. I didn't, I didn't say you fucking pussy. So anyway, are you guys on apps? Are you guys on dating apps? Uh, I mean, I, uh, I feel like though you're like, you're special. You, you fucking know. pussy. My dad was a real character. Anyway. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's better with the Wookiee. I just start explaining. <laughs> no, like he plays guitar. He's like, he's, he, it's a whole thing. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was like loving Zach Galifianakis. So I was like, I want music in my act. And sure. this this dude already wore the Wookiee costume all the time. So I was like, I go, That's can you, and he played guitar. And I go, hey, can you play while I do jokes? And he goes, yeah, I'll cut the gloves. Like, like that. He's like, I'll cut the gloves. Like obviously, a Wookie with human fingers, man. Holy shit! Well, it was still Wookie on top, human uh, underneath. You know. All right. <laughs> I mean, when you started in New York, when did you like? Did did who who did you become friends with first? Do you remember like the first night you met Norman and List? Yeah, and, like, I do. I what do. happened? Like, yeah, I could give you a story. Uh, Joe Mackey was like the first one I met. Because we were in a comedy class together, so instantly Joe was the first. I met Norman at the Creek, in the Cave, which R R I P was a great comedy venue in Long Island City. And and Mark was I watched Mark bomb an open mic there, and I I still thought he was funny immediately. Same with Joe. When I met Joe List, he had been doing it longer than we had. Joe was like a Boston guy, and Joe was like known as like one of the funny guys in Boston. So when I saw him, I was like, oh my god, Joe List! Like I'd heard of him. So. Uh, and he was really funny and really loose and he drank a lot. And uh, so, yeah, I, I remember meeting all of them. And uh, Mackie was an odd dude. Norman was like, you know, a little like not really the friendliest. List was not super friendly until List saw me on stage once and was like, you're so funny. And then we, we were like cool, but not like good friends. So who were you good friends? Who or how did you become friends? They just watched you go up and and norman was like you're funny i'm funny it took a minute it took a yeah. minute to develop i mean because it, it doesn't just happen like it's not like in the movies like we're both funny we're friends now no, <laughs> that's kind of like, how it happened with me with some of my friends in new york well, well with like mackie with mackie we started together and then we would just be at the comic strip all the time together and then we kind of went our separate ways for a while because like you kind of just you can't just hang with your friend you kind of go where you can hustle stage time so i'd hand out flyers mackie would work the door at hod and i worked the door at broadway and like 
we all just did like these things to get up. And then we both found our way back at the comic strip and Mackie and I would go on stage and we ended up hanging out every night. And that's when we became like, we were already like friends, but then we became really close. And, uh, and as for Mark, I think like, it kind of happens at the open mics where I think I'd tell like yeah. a fucked up joke and it would kill. And, and Mark would be like, great new joke. Or I'd see him with a new one. I'd be like, Oh, Mark was so charming and, and funny off the cuff. So, uh, and he always said great joke ideas. So we instantly, I think it goes from that. And then we should, Oh, we should bounce bits. Sometimes you start texting, you start being like, we should meet at a coffee shop. And that's, that's kind of how it all. Yeah. That's down. how it happened with me and my buddies. I remember I walked in and Casey James Lango was on stage. And uh, he's such a character. I don't know if you, you've seen him do that. Yeah, he's really funny. And uh, I was just like, what the fuck is it? Like, you ever like, when you get to New York from Florida, you know, everyone in Florida is like, just terrible. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. including myself. And then I got to New York. And then I was, I don't know, I went through like a whole year where I'm like, I'm not smart enough for this. And it's like, you play so many mind games yeah yeah i mean it's kind of healthy to have like a like a critic in your head kind of but you don't want to turn to self-loathing like you want it to be like what if i did this you want the voice to be encouraging (laughs) i think that's why i don't smoke weed often because the voice turns into very much like you're not good enough and do you uh, ever feel like that like um you could crush you get as much as you want you go right back to ground zero of how you view yourself on mm -hmm. being good or not you know what I mean? Does that ever happen to you where like you almost forget that you've put in 10 plus years? Did you say and- ground zero? Cause I'm a New Yorker. Is that why you did it? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know where, I don't know where to, uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's tough to not have like a hint of self-loathing. Cause then you see some of those comics that walk around like a little too pleased with themselves. And you're like, well, I don't want to be that, you know, <laughs> but you also don't want to be that guy who just fucking is a, like we also know those people and this is whatever field you're in that are just like such a fucking there's so there's such a weight that they carry with them and you're like i can't just be with this i can't like it's like watching like a a, like a documentary on like war torn torn bosnia or something and you're like yeah i can do like an hour i can't do this 24 (laughs) hours a day you know what i mean so yeah but he's a good guy he's fun (laughs) it's like i don't care like he's killing people yeah i i find i watch belushi's did you watch that documentary i don't know there's something about when someone's like you know viewed as great and they are great but then they like feel like they have to self-torture themselves like yeah yeah it's almost it's an ego thing it's an ego pain is romanticized in the arts i think for some reason we're like i don't know if it's it's never like this Uber driver hated life. It's like, but that's pain too. It's like, for some reason, it's like when people, they think there's some like correlation between like great work and the amount of pain you're in. But I actually think it's for me, I make sometimes like, you know, a breakup or something will will light you, light, light a fire under your ass to write some stuff or it'll give you uh, a relatable place to connect with people. I mean, it, I think a lot of artists are, people in you know entertainment think that uh and i fucking cringe i use the word word artist i think we're like the lowest form of (laughs) you meant sandwich artists i believe yes but like anyone who we use pain to connect and we think it's like a form of currency where uh you're like all right well this is valuable pain it's like the way rappers are like 
I'm the fucking, I'm the hardest. I'm like, you know, I'm the toughest. I feel like comics sometimes do that with like mental illness. We're like, well, I'm fucked up in the head. And we're like, that guy's really fucked up in the head. Dude, if uh, you ever have a conversation with a comic and you're like, my dad left my mom and cheated. He's like, oh, your dad did that? Well, my mom, my dad stabbed my mom. And then he fucking put a swastika on my dick. Or it could just be a kid who's like well-adjusted, but he's like schizo or so. You know what I mean? Where you're like, so... Or like had a good childhood, but he's like some. So it's like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't romanticize. I don't either. I, I, I don't, I don't like. You got to see this guy. I love an Eight Mile when Eminem's like diss track is like this guy went to a private school and everyone's like, oh shit. <laughs> like it is funny how we kind of look at. So I, I think. Um, oh, and his, one of the other burns was like his parents are, are still married. And you're like, oh my god, look at this pussy. And your real name's Clarence. <laughs> and Clarence's parents got a real, yeah, I know, but yeah, real nice marriage. Yeah, no, Dude, but I, I, that is with me. With me, I came from. I mean, my parents were divorced. I have all that. My cheating. Yeah, we all, all have. We all have shit. But like, yeah, I also came from like a privileged background. So I think yeah. it's one of those things where, you know, I just love comedy. Like, I, yeah, we've all got problems. Like, I definitely. You know, I, I battle with depression, as I'm sure m so many people do. And we've all got our issues and anxiety and all that. And especially this year, we're finding new ways to deal with it. And it's it's a battle, but I don't think it's like the joke is good because of the state I was in. I think like, I remember like, I think it was like Bukowski who said like, the starving artist is overrated. And it's like, yeah, he's like a nourished artist. That's that's good. And you're like, yeah, you, it's easier. Like, um, yeah, I, I'm a big believer that you, you make stuff in spite of the ailment as opposed to uh, because of it. Yes. I mean, that's how I feel. I mean, I, you know, after I got therapy, after I got on Zoloft, granted, and I stopped drinking. But you were scared the Zoloft would, you'd be like, I'll never write a good joke again on this. Yeah, thing. there was, a lot there was of people, something like that. A lot but of I, people I listened who deal to, with that. Yeah, I listened to... Um, the dude from Curb, the big guy, Jeff, whatever. Uh, Mark Marin was, uh, what's his name? Jeff Goldblum? Garland. Not, Garland, excuse me. And uh, he was talking about it. And Mark Marin was like, yeah, but won't it change my whole, and he's like, no, what are you talking? He's like, that's, there's not drug you and then you, you, like with these kind of drugs, you know, there, I'm sure there is with like cocaine or whatever, but like, does this make yeah, sense? I, like, I think I think some people, and like I'm not trying to talk them out of doing. It, I think some people feel dull on certain drugs. Yeah. Like, like so, I do think that. I think the main thing is like getting better or getting help or therapy is gonna like ruin you, and you're just like, no, I don't. Th I mean, I think being aware and talking things out, like you get to a certain point where you're like, well, I want to be a good human too. We become such fucking narcissists to do what we do. We have to be so self-involved to pursue stand-up because it's such a, first off, it's such a hedonistic pursuit. Like it's really all about us, right? We block out like healthy relationships. We, we think in our heads all day. We literally like someone will be talking to me and I'm like, give it a minute. I had to like, give me one sec. Like that is such a fucking self-centered thing. So even if you're a good person, you're all about you. Yeah. So, uh, you have to do some self-work. You can't just like, I've realized that where like my girlfriend will be like, you need to fucking go back to therapy. I really, I tried to do a bit about this, but like when I quit therapy, I, he, he looked at me like I was an athlete retiring in my prime. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I really felt that Did way. Did he put your fucking hoodie on his wall? 
No, he shouldn't. <laughs> what's that? What's that champion sweatshirt, <laughs> Sam? He was he was pretty he was pretty bad. You're like, he gave four great years to me. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, I I really felt you know, uh, like you feel cured sometimes until you're around other people. We live so much in isolation that we pick up very selfish habits. I think. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's uh. It's funny because I watched your special up on the roof. Thank Go you. Go back to that. And it was great. And it was, it's fu- like part of you is like, wow. So low to my self-esteem is I thanked you just for watching, not for the compliment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah thank man. you. <laughs> like you got ahead of it. Like now I just bash it. And you're like, I take <laughs> back that thank you. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, there was a few things I noticed. Uh, for like th- you did it during a pandemic. You, you worked harder. You outworked so many other comedians. You took this time and you're like, fuck it. I'm still going to do my thing. And part of me is like, you brought happiness to people on a mm. roof. And then, then the fun. comic part of me thinks like, no, he was just lonely and, and needed to do something or he would have went crazy. Oh, I wasn't thinking like, this will bring joy to people. <laughs> I was thinking I need shows and I want, I mean, I will say this. I released it early because I was not going to release it till December, but I released it early because I did actually have the thought like a lot of people are going to be alone on Thanksgiving this year. So if they're a fan of mine and they're alone, it'll be nice <laughs> to have a, a comedy special to watch. Cause I feel like the special is very, I'm not the most uh, optimistic guy, but I feel like the special is pretty upbeat. Especially yeah, if their so, grandma died and they couldn't be with them for Thanksgiving, at least they'd have your comedy. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Grandma couldn't make it, but you got to hear a joke about uh, butt play. Am I special? Let's call it even. That's how I looked at it. So, uh, no, but it, it's for me. It was for me. I mean, like, the thing is, I wanted to, I wanted to do a, a stand-up special. I didn't plan on doing a special. What really happened was I did a show in, in Brooklyn, and everything about the gig was, like, a mess. I remember I get to the gig – First off, I'm with my friend Rachel Feinstein. I, the guy's like, it's on Bleecker. So I'm like, all right, I'm here. I don't see the address. And he goes, no, Bleecker in Brooklyn. I'm like, dude, it's an iconic Manhattan street. You got to say that. He goes, I'm sorry. So I was like, all right, give me 30. Can you stretch the show? Times Square, Queens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get there and, I, and he's like, all right, heads up. Uh, it's not on the roof anymore. It's in a backyard. Some kids stole the roof and like our DJ and have a, so it's like a turf war over outdoor space now. I'm like, all right. So then I get there. The woman's like a complete nightmare. Who's running the show. She gave him her backyard, but she's pissed drunk. She's heckling every comic. She won't let me in. I'm like, I'm on the show. She's like, Nope, you're the patriarchy. And I'm just like, I mean, I feel like you're the problem here. I don't know. Like, so anyway, like she won't let me in to use the bathroom. So I had to be like, well, I, I, it took me a while to get here. I had a couple of drinks. I got to be. So they're like, we'll go back on the roof. So I have to go pee on the roof. I come back down. They, she finally lets me in to go on. It's like the one time I don't roll my camera. I go on stage, stage. I go on a rock or a bench or whatever the hell I was on in a backyard. And I, uh, I'm bombing pretty bad. And then she starts heckling me. And I just start hammering her and it's killing. Like I'm hammered to the point that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm so mad I'm not recording this. So I told someone in the crowd, like, take out your phone and record this. And I, someone got like a little audio, but not enough. So she starts coming at me and I just start kind of like everything I'm spending on her to the point that I'm like, oh, this is really funny. Then she comes up and grabs my mic like out of my hand and goes, get the fuck out of here. And I only got that. And even that was funny. So I was like, man, I wish I got the whole clip. It would have gone viral. It was such an absurd, insane moment. So 
that was a moment where I was like, the ugliness of this has to be captured. The humiliation is actually funny. And then if I can get some jokes in there too, that'll be great. So I ended up uh, saying like, yeah, let's, let's make something special here. So me uh, and this young, uh, young kid, Josh Fear, a young Orthodox Jew starts following me around. I met him at a show in a New York comedy club on the roof. And he said, I want to just document this. I was like, all right. Then I ended up getting more people involved, an old friend, Matt Salacuse of mine, who ended up directing my special. He brings a friend of his along, Dominic Mole, who's got a drone cam. And I'm like, okay, this is getting pretty crazy. Because I started getting hit up. I was like, on yeah. Instagram, I'd be drunk. Like, if you got a roof, I'll fucking come through, get some <laughs> friends, a mic and amp. And then we'd go to these roofs, and they'd be kind of, the ugliness was beautiful in a yeah, way. Yeah, I thought so. A mic would go out. Someone would fucking, you know, so, something would go wrong every show. But in a way that I was like, you know, comedy specials are so glossy. This is not that. Like comedy specials, you're in a theater. There's beautiful lighting. The seating's nice. You're in a suit. I'm like, this is me fucking scrambling to figure out how to do comedy at like what feels like the end of the world. Like I was at the comedy cellar one night. I'm watching Dave Attell on stage behind plexiglass. People are like, you know, he's playing a recorder. And I'm like, you would think we just got <laughs> nuked. Like this is, this is so fucking bleak and hilarious. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I wanted to make something. So we just kept doing the roofs to the point that I was like, I think I kind of have like a good 40 of material. And then I was like, if I got like 41 of material, we do some of the intercut stuff because I'm going to have to do people. Everyone thinks it's an artistic choice to uh, cut from show to show. But I'm like, no, I'm covering up weakness here. I'm rusty yeah, as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, and things go it's wrong not like, show. It's not like Chris Rock, Bigger and Black or whatever, where he's like no, no, it in wasn't a different suit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, or no, like, but also Rock did a thing, and like Rock's one of my favorite comics of all time, but like he did a thing that like I kind of don't love where he kind of gave away the trick, I thought. Like he would like show doing the same punchline like four times in a row, and I'd be like, I don't want them to know that there's like a script here. Because I actually was riffing a lot because I didn't – like when we tape a special – you know we're we're touring man we're like we're running that shit in the ground and then with this i'm like oh i'm i'm figuring this out a little bit as i go and and there was something kind of oh yeah exciting about that for sure and i'm well yeah rock just wanted like an encore for his every joke you know it's like <laughs> just showed four straight applause breaks what the hell I got no four. and I, rock is like you know what's funny is part of the inspiration for this was actually something rock once said I remember I was talking to him once, just at the cellar, or maybe it was a cellar, but he, he said- was like, get out of my seat. He was like, please move. Uh, <laughs> I don't, no, he was just, I mean, he was, it wasn't just me, he was talking, he was talking to a few people, but yeah. he said, I don't know Chris, really. I mean, I just, I had a few conversations with him, but he said something along the lines of, uh, every special's gotta be like an iPhone, gotta have a new feature. He goes, I'm not, I don't care if it's the same. He's like, what's the new feature? Why am I watching? And I was just kind of like, that's fucking perfect. Like, I've always kind of just done like a special and maybe I'll go back to that. But I kind of like the idea. I was like, well, there's never been a special on roofs. There's never been, you know, a also special the during pandemic. I mean, there's right. so many things that make it unique and, and its own thing and organic that being, said, I'm, that being said i'm scared anyone's ever gonna watch this in like four months we get a vaccine everyone's like why would i go back to this shit you know uh 
Yeah, I can see. I mean, but it's like it's a time capsule of yeah. what everyone was going through and what we had to do to make this thing. And you're the only sure. person that fucking made something. Well, other like, people were making stuff. My my friend Dustin Nickerson just put a special out on Dustin. Amazon. Nah, Dustin sucks. You're the only one. <laughs> Very the- funny guy. You know, look, the thing is, I. Uh, but I was gonna say I was gonna uh, one more compliment, and then I was gonna bash it. But um, I almost chimed in there. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, how dare you? Uh, because well, it just worked out perfectly because the times we're in the TikTok world, the Twitter world, where everything's like 140 characters. Your special essentially was it felt like a bunch of late night sets mixed in with some real shit. So like it felt it didn't feel like 48 minutes. It felt like 20 minutes, which with people's attention Thank span you. actually works very well. You know what well, I mean? Well, yeah, the like, drone and the drone shots do make it like, I mean, it is, it looks, I'm so pleased with what the, what Dom and, and Matt and, and Josh and everyone did because like, it looks beautiful because New York is beautiful. I mean, well, your it, special before that was the skyline of New York. And then you're and before that was also that yeah. two, the last two specials. Well, now three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now one is actually the actual skyline. And it's funny, Matt and I were like, talking one night the first night we were filming matt was just we're talking about because matt's a native new yorker too and we're just talking about how much we both love new york and and how beautiful it is and matt starts talking about the opening of the movie manhattan and i was like yeah so we start you know fingers the teenager no we were talking about the uh (laughs) the backdrop of new york city but uh but also uh very an important scene uh you know so anyway (laughs) It's your podcast. Sorry, I ruined. No, I ruined. Yeah. I'm sorry, I ruined. No, you had this whole like beautiful thing, and I I ruined it. But yeah. no, no, no. I I'm never gonna fucking fault the guy for for going for the joke. I love it. So anyway, here's the thing. Uh, we both are like bonding over it, and he was like, "This is how." So Matt even was like looking up, "Can we get Gershwin's music? It's it's that old. It might be public domain." Like he's so obsessed. So we start kind of talking about like, man, the views are going to make this. So, so he took that so seriously. And then, uh, you know, for me, it, it would be a fight a lot of the time where I'd be like, he'd be like, the sunset's perfect here. I'm like, yeah, but the joke is bombing. You can't just use, I don't care that the fucking, he, you're all in on the aesthetic and that's why yeah. I'm using you and I love you. But like, I got, I got it. These jokes got to have justice. That's the problem with the jokes outdoors. Like we're telling jokes. We're used to hearing like a pop yeah. off the walls and the ceiling and it comes right back to you. It's literally going like, it's just flying away. Yeah, I did, a, I did when, a drive-in show. It, it was, you're just, oh. talk, I, I was talking to the ether and I was like, but in front of like a thousand people and so I'm up weird. there and you can't hear a word. And so you're just, it was the weird, because the, the comedy came through the car. Like, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't care it was, for it. It was insane. It was, it was a fun experience. But, it, but like you were saying though, it's like when, when it's that, then it's kind of like, well, I'm not going to kill anyway, so I'm kind of free. It kind of makes you feel free in a way. But you got to make sure the jokes are good, and that's that's the challenge. It's like, you're exactly right. You're like, well, these jokes aren't like getting what they should anyway, but you still got to know yes. which ones are hitting because certain jokes, I, I luckily, as I was doing it, did a couple indoor gigs, so I knew, I'm like, all right, well, this is what it should get. And then a couple you end up dropping because you're like, this joke's like more of a good point than a funny joke. You know, so, so yeah. little by little, you keep cutting them out. And I'm happy with the time we ended up. I think 45 minutes is like, goes right by. It's perfect. It did. It really did. And uh, I, I love, I mean, there are so many jokes that I loved. I, I do have one question though, mm-hmm. because I love Lay Miz. You said your asshole is like wicked 
but a little bit far deeper it would be Les Mis and yeah. I don't I don't for some reason I don't get it I don't oh okay why well, the the joke you're referring to is I say uh yeah I how, just say the very last part yeah well no the joke is about how uh like some homophobic people make fun of like I'll I I, I say I do a joke where I t- say I took a finger in the butt and and so a friend was like, that's, that's gay. And I said, it's not. I say, the butthole's for everybody. The butthole's like a Broadway show. Gays talk about it the most, but if you're a straight guy and you never go, you're missing out. So then, <laughs> so then uh, I, yeah, I say, uh, yeah, I call my butthole wicked. You know, like I'm being a bad boy. Those, and then, and then I say, if she goes in too deep, Les Mis, because yeah, Les Mis means the miserable. <laughs> oh, oh, I yeah. get it. Oh, yeah. fuck. Fuck me. <laughs> now I get it. I, I know. It's like, I'm, I'm so mad. I like, when I don't... I'm breaking down my very high concept Broadway butthole joke on puddles. <laughs> this is perfect. Do you like a finger in the ass for real? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I've it's never... the male. It's where the male G spot is. You've never been? <laughs> no, nah, I've never been there, dude. I tried. To, I waited in line. No one. They didn't let me in. I didn't have a nice enough button down on. Um, no, but for real, like I, I, for for me, my asshole, uh, I've talked about it before, has been destroyed through surgery, uh, uh, hemorrhoids, and a fissure, and and I had tubular polyps removed. I have the worst. Wow. I have a like an old mummy asshole. It's terrible. Sounds like sounds like everything in there, butterfinger. <laughs> Actually, I had a butterfinger in there. Hey now, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like. Uh, I um so I would feel bad for the girl's hand. It's more of an insecurity on my part. Oh really? Then I don't. Then like, I don't like you're like you feel bad asking for what you want. Yeah, because I just feel like she wouldn't find it sexy. Obviously. Yeah, well, but, I mean, I think you just do things to make the other person feel good. Like I'm down to do whatever evil shit they're into. I mean, hey, look, I'll, I'm getting throat cancer from going down on them. <laughs> so I feel like we're even, you know. Remember when yeah. Michael Douglas said that? That was one of the best. Uh, that was one of the best. Uh, her vagina did this to me <laughs> that's one of the best excuses you're like that's i feel like that probably didn't happen but if it is because it's kind of like a brag on his part too he's like i ate her pussy so long it tried to kill me you know <laughs> yeah just a lifetime of doing that he was like look i was a fucking big deal even in the 70s i produced one flew over the cuckoo's nest i come from the douglases we're hollywood royalty yeah, he probably smoked too for a very long time. Like oh, he, cooked, yeah. he didn't have to. Maybe someone else made it up. You know what I mean? Now I'm starting to think about it. Like I don't think that did that come out of his mouth. Like, like I got it from her pussy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. He, uh, <laughs> we're, look, we're paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah. We so look it up. no, but you you got a good point though about like I should. Yeah, if I like eat your ass, I just yeah, it's more of a personal issue. I just need to have it done more than once, and then I'll be fine with it a lot of things sexually you know what i mean like yeah you, i mean it might not even be for you who knows no it is for me because i do it when i jerk off no i don't <laughs> i don't <laughs> i like that you're googling and i'm just like i finger my own i well, know it's on web I, M- I see WebMD. michael douglas blames his throat <laughs> cancer on oral sex that's on WebMD. i don't know why <laughs> Maybe it's so when you look up, if you have throat cancer, you're like, I'm like Michael Douglas. I'm pretty cool. <laughs> Some guy moves to Hollywood. He's like, hey, me and I'm just like Douglas. They're like, you can't act. He's like, yeah, but my throat has so many warts. <laughs> By the way, general warts sounds so much worse than HPV, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, isn't it so weird how certain diseases like herpes, 
uh, scabies, general warts. I was trying to do a, I was trying to do a bit about how like every uh, how like all the sex terms guys like clearly created because they sound so much more positive like glory hole. I'm like that was an optimistic guy, <laughs> you know, or like then you got like uh, cream pie. You're like, all right, cre- is it really you, you? You came inside a person. Is that really like 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 I said, like no woman that was like, yeah, he, he, he dumped a load of me. It was a lot like this dessert I once had. Um, and then he was so nice. He gave, he went again and gave me a pearl necklace. <laughs> pearl necklace, golden shower. I mean, come on. It's like men are behind that. They're not coming. Doggy with- style. Who doesn't love a dog? Yeah. You know? I mean, it just keeps going. Missionary. I mean, the church, you know, I don't totally. know. Yeah. Just keep going. Um, freaking. Uh, how's your back feeling? Your back I have neck. Good. I'm in physical therapy for my neck. I now your neck. neck yeah, it's all connected. It's all the spine. <laughs> What's wrong with your neck? I, dude, it's just bad. I, 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 I was playing a lot of basketball and I just tweaked it. I, I think I blame it on kettlebells. All I tried to do a kettlebell. I was seeing a, uh, I was seeing a, uh, a physical therapist and she's like, you have like no muscles in your back, and I was like, I don't have a lot. She's like, no, you have like no muscles, and I was like, oh man. It sucks when a woman feels your back, like even if it's a doctor and it's just like, you, there's nothing here. You don't have muscles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, so then- you and like, to... I feel like I'm, I feel like I do that. She's like, you don't. It's She's crazy. Like, and you know, and uh, your dick is pretty pathetic. It's like, lady, <laughs> like I didn't even ask you to look. <laughs> I, yeah, the, uh, it's funny. I got a colonoscopy and I swear to God, like I know this isn't real, but in my mind, when I woke up, I felt like I remembered waking up in the middle of it and them laughing at my dick. <laughs> like, talk about sad. Like, <laughs> uh, man, that dream sucks. <laughs> I woke up and I saw, because they had to turn you around and shit. That'd be great they, if you went to look at like the Yelp reviews and they're just like, they laughed at my penis while I was unconscious. <laughs> like, everyone's like, one star. You're like, fuck, this is, I feel like they laughed at my dick. <laughs> Yeah, my this is, uh, this is the worst dentist ever. <laughs> <laughs> what um what 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 are you doing for your neck though? Like, how much do you think? And what were you doing kettlebell wise to work out? I'm sure I was doing like swings and shit that fucked yeah. it up. I don't know. Whenever you like jerking it, I feel like I'll just jerk it. You know, like, dude. I tried to do a power clean today. Like, where you remember you used to do them? I don't know if you ever did those. Where probably you, not. And any jerk, you get to an age, any. You can't do fast twitch workouts. I would see Joe Rogan posting about kettlebells. I'm like, he must be like a superhero. Like, how the fuck do you do that shit? I'm like, I'm also just like not, I'm probably not doing any of the exercises correctly. I think that's probably, I remember I saw like some uh, like fitness guy on Instagram, like videotaping a guy at the gym, like nothing more pathetic than poor form. And I'm like, well, I got to make sure I don't go to the gym with this guy because I'm that guy. There's nothing worse than working out with that fucking guy that goes, you got to go lower. And it's like, motherfucker, I'm not trying. What are you? No, but I need that. I do need that guy. Just like a nice version of that guy. Guys like, here's what you should do. I'm like, oh, that would help me. I don't need a guy being like, look at this fucking pussy. Well, I actually do do kettle swings a lot. Like I got really into it and I could help you. I mean, I, I actually can kind of help. All right, maybe, we'll do that, uh, maybe we'll do that on Zoom sometime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not in person. No way do we hang out. Well, I'm not, I'm just like, I'm not really seeing people, man. I'm like, I I feel like I'm like a, I'm like a recluse, you know? Are you afraid of COVID? Well, 
I'm not calling you. I guess I could see. see no, I no, could no. see. No, I mean, I, I get, I, it's weird. I get in these rhythms of just not seeing people. I've also just been doing a lot of podcasts to promote the special and I'm working on a show all day with a, a comic on zoom. So yeah. I'm like, and so it's kind of just turned into like, I'm burnt out by the time people are like, let's hang out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not like dying to get COVID either, but, uh, you know. Well, also it's winter. It's like, what are we doing? What are we going to sit outside while we fucking fight the elements? And Well, you laugh? just feel silly, don't you? Like, we should meet up outside. You look at your phone, you're like, 30, fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll meet you out for a cold one. Sounds good. We're just like, frozen hands drinking a beer. Just like, I know, oh. I know. So, uh, and then indoor, it's like, I don't know. I just don't. It's also tough because I just don't want to give it to anyone i see that's the other thing so I know, if i do true. get it and we're so close to getting this vaccine i mean dude when it starts to get covid like right before <laughs> oh god well that was another thing i was thinking about your special is you said you released it because of thanksgiving that actually answered my question kind of because i was thinking why not wait to like be able to like tour off the momentum like Cause you know, we're I think the hope is that the momentum keeps going because it's free. I think the hope is that like it's even more eyeballs by the time I can tour again. Because okay, um, that makes sense. I was thinking like if you dropped it like first dose. I just, of it. I, yeah, I'm I'm scared that a that an outdoor roof special will be less relevant in four months. So that's kind of why I didn't want to hang on to it. I'm also like every comic, you have the most obscure idea, and you're still worried that like you're like someone else is gonna put out a roof special like it was <laughs> yeah. i mean it should have like the amount of stress and organization i had to do like scouting roofs like be like send me pictures of your roof like texting people like like, uh, like this what do you think about this one what do you think about uh you know certain shows i had to like get all the people there myself you know so some of them were like we have friends and then others i'm like I'm like i gotta get all the people here i gotta figure this out so it was it was stressful and then you got to focus on material and then obviously other stuff's going on in your life, you know? And, uh, yeah, it was a lot. I mean, it was a lot yeah. of, it was a lot of, for me, I, I'm very bad at focusing. So I'm terrible at it. I'm fucking yeah. terrible at it. Do you, I, when did you learn that you were like, are do you have ADD? Did you yeah. learn when, what, at what age were you like, okay, I can't sit in class or did, did I, anyone... I don't think, I think other people tell you, I think you just like, yeah. that's how things are. And other people are like, you're not a good listener. And then like every woman I've ever dated, it's like, you're a bad listener, but I, I, I'm working on it. And, uh, my mom will, uh, this is when I also realized my mom would like, first of all, my mom bought, will buy me like a shitload of books on ADD and they're just like scattered all over my floor. And I'm like, I can't even organize the books on ADD. You think I'm going to read the ADD? So then um, my parents sent me to a seven-hour ADD seminar that, like, they made me go to. And I'm like, seven hours? Do you understand how cruel this is to someone? Like, I'm just like, this will make you better organized. I'm like, no, it just made me hate the world for seven hours. Like, I, so, yeah, I, 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 they medicated me as a kid, you know, which – it's funny, those pills as a kid, you're like, I'm not taking this. And then as an adult, you're like, where do I score some of those pills? So true. I used to give them away to girls and they would, I, I had Ritalin and I would not take it because it would uh, take away my appetite. So then for sports, I'd be too tired. So I would just give the, I'd have them in my pocket, in my shirt pocket and girls would fucking, they'd be, you know, and then they end up doing coke in college and then married at 23 with a kid. But legends. You know, they, yeah, legend. And now they're divorced and probably chasing Ritalin again. But you know, to start their you're, own business back in the game, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But right like, back. yeah, no, but I had, I had Ritalin. I just never took it. Yeah. I just yeah. like, um, 
but ADD, like I did read like one book or like part of a book. I, I saw the cover and uh, no, but like I did read one book on it and like it did instead of looking at it like, oh, I'm an outsider. I'm not like this person I could sit down. It's like, here's a list of jobs that actually you'd be great at. Well, a lot of times have- it's, it's also stuff that like your mind wandering is kind of good for comedy or parts of comedy, but uh, also – yeah, I mean, when it's something that you become into, it, a lot of times it's like, well, yeah, it'd be weird. It is weird to pay really good attention to calculus. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's certain things where I'm like, no, you're the weird one for being really good at that. I think it's more normal to have like things you're curious about and those are the things you gravitate towards. But we have this like forced, you know, vanilla curriculum in these schools where it's like, well, I'm not going to be a mathematician and I'm never going to use this algebra in my life ever. I'm going to hire an accountant, so I'll be good. And the rest of that, I think I'm set. So if I want to work in finance, how about I do that? And if I don't, how about uh, I, I learn up on history or English or things that are actually going to be better for me? What, what class? We should have influencer classes now at this point. Shit. They did. I saw in, uh, in Japan or one of, I don't know, an Asian country, they're teaching and it's literally a hundred people in a room with a phone and a, and a light. And they're just going, they're learning TikTok. Finally, finally, the fucking, the Chinese will fall behind us. That's what we need. We need them to get distracted. No, they're going to be ahead. Oh, oh, I get it. Don't, but yeah, yeah. Cause they'll stop making cars and they'll yeah. start fucking. Yeah. I mean, it, TikTok, it's interesting. Cause some comedians blow up on TikTok, but I'm like, I used to, I used to do really well in there. And now my videos, I think they just changed the thing. I, 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 I have a decent following on there, but not as much as I given my momentum. I thought it would keep going up. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the conversion rate though. Like, I feel like it's a lot of young kids and they don't really, I've, there are certain social medias that like you feel more connected to the artists as mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm, I'm with them on this. And TikTok feels very like, it doesn't, it feels very informal. Like it's, right, it's very, much yeah. more representative of like where we are. As I know. People. It's like, it's like next, next, next. You're like, yeah, that's Instagram and like Twitter. I feel like you're more kind of like, Oh, that's my person. But like, yeah, I guess it's kind of like, um, eHarmony versus Tinder. Like Tinder is, is TikTok. Like you just, is I'll it? fuck her. I'll fuck her. I won't fuck oh, her. Won't. Yeah, but eHarmony, you gotta yeah. be like, Oh, I, I also like shoes or whatever, you know? <laughs> You know, people. Um, I like that. That's your that's your that's your impression of like a person. I we both like shoes. It's like yeah, the thing that everyone wears is good. To I mean, it. I think there's three things women like online. It's wine, uh, adventure, and and money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's I, I you know, and everyone's like, Whoa, Whoa. I like wine. I like wine also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I read do, a tweet. I do love. I like. I would love to just like say fuck you to my dreams and just become a full-fledged wino it just seems fun what dad do you get into wine do you really like i don't know a lot about it but i like it i i went on tour with i remember i went on tour with aziz and he was always bringing out these great natural wines and like dude they're like orange it's hilarious you're like this is what so i i picked up a couple of those the liquor store i'm like man these are kind of fun well, I just feel like wine when you get older it just it gives you a way to be an alcoholic but smart still you know like 
I like, guess they, they all fuck you up long term, right? I mean, like you. Yes, no, no, they do. Wine does just as much, but in a way, it's like, uh, but it's like reading a book, kind of. You know, the like, hangovers now, though, dude. I, like I, I did. I was so stressed last week. I did like a, a watch party for my thing for my special on this app. Like this app paid me to do a, a watch party for my special, and uh, I'm like having to talk the whole time with people. It was like after a long day of like a lot of podcasts and stuff. I was pretty burnt. And I was like, I need a drink. So I started just pounding scotches as I'm going. And then I do like a live Q&A as I'm talking to people. And I'm fuck, I'm like a little drunk by the time I'm doing it. And then the next day, I'm just like, fucking kill me. I was like three or four scotches. And maybe not even, I'm like, Bro. I'm like fucking hurting. Dude, I have. I don't even think, I wasn't even that drunk. I was like a little buzzed. Is that when you wrote the tweet that scotch and ice cream go well together? Maybe, yeah. I do feel that way though. They, it they is, do. The what I picture in my mind is you in a t-shirt and your underwear eating briars out of the thing. And then you're drinking. I was doing Van Van Leeuwen, man. Yeah. Okay. Van Leeuwen. Right out of the thing. I don't know. My, I should have said that I should have tried to score an advertisement. I shouldn't be giving it away like that. Yeah. Uh, Hold it. I was, I was drinking some old scotch. I don't even know what it was. It was like an old gift from an agent where I'm like, where it's like, oh, this was like some fucking nice ass guy. It sucks when really good alcohol still gives you that kind of hangover because you're like, well, then it's hopeless. Yeah. I, you got to do like, I guess like tequila or like the clear. I think the brown shit just gets to a point where you're like, you got to be committed to go hard with the brown liquor when you're like over like, yeah, even drink, over like 30, I think. Yeah, like, there's certain liquor that you're like, well, this is part of aging, like wine or scotch. Like it's it's refined. You know, but if you're drinking like Jaeger on the rocks, you at 40, you should probably settle you know, down, change your life. Isn't that you funny? Know? If you're drinking like straight shit, you're kind of got a problem. But if you're drinking something really sweet, that's kind of weird, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you got It's like it's got to be like, I mean, just really anyone. Anytime you can sniff it out that they're like definitely not a moderation type of drinker. You're like, oh, boy, here we go. One of my favorite jokes, you know, Eric Myers. Is he the one? Yeah, that yeah. And Eric's hilarious. Yeah, he had this joke about being poor and but liking fruity drinks, and he's like, he's like, oh, you want me to buy you a sex on the beach? How about a hand job by the creek? <laughs> like, like it's cheaper. Like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, he's dude, fucking funny, man. I've never seen someone destroy like him, dude. He was the guy in Naples who buried me. He's fucking so hard to. Oh, follow. was that Eric Myers? Yeah, he's so oh. fucking funny. That's who closed when I when I bombed, and then he destroyed. But I mean, he he wasn't even destroying. He was doing way better than me. But like, they're a fucking tough crowd. I mean, he was. But he he gives was doing it his all, though. Yeah, I can he's see. a tough he's a tough follow because it's a lot of energy, and I'm not. But his shit was really funny. I'm like, I was laughing, and then I was like, I was like laughing. It's like tough to feel good, and then you know you're gonna go on and feel horrible a second later. Yeah, yeah, that's even harder. Fucking um, and now your date. <laughs> so didn't. You were in L.A. dating yeah. a girl. Kind of. Uh -huh. That's like an away game for you. You're a New Yorker. You're <laughs> yeah. ground zero. Am I? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, yeah. It's tough to be in L.A., but also like shit. She made a comment. She's like, what am I just going to be in New York in the winter? It's like and it's like and just not go outside like we're in a hotel room. She called my apartment a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, you just ruined my apartment for me. Uh, it is shaped like a fucking i guess a nice hotel room but it's still a hotel room yeah sometimes like you uh you don't see the dirt around you until someone comes in and goes you uh you live like a fucking pig and you're like what and then you that's look a, around a, it's always yeah. a woman no guy is like look at you 
It's always yeah. a woman. Yeah, you had that great joke back in the day about uh, the is it oh, the yeah, life yeah. in shambles or no? When the oh, girl yeah. has a dirty room. No, no, it's cool. It's like I invite you over. My place is messy, and I say like I'm gonna walk in at two a.m. Like absolutely not. No, you fold these sheets. We could talk, but without a duvet cover, not happening. So then the punch was like, if you're willing to fuck me, I'm going to assume your whole life is in shambles. All right. So hey, that's such a good fucking joke. Man, your analogies are incredible, man. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, shit. I mean, that was that was, if I had a joke like that every once in a while, I'd be thrilled. That was like an oldie that just like I remember I did that joke on Conan and I was so mad at how not as well as I thought it deserved to do. Really? Yeah, I remember like I opened with it. I'm like, well, that's a good opener because it's self-deprecating, but it's got so many punchlines. And it did like, okay. I think they were like, this is kind of a risky, a oh, risque oh, yeah, premise. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like a, you know, I'm talking about like, it's like a sex joke out of the gate. You know, I think they were kind of like, give us a minute. And I'm just kind of <laughs> like, nope. But uh, it would kill in the clubs. But the thing is the clubs are a different vibe than like a 5 p.m. audience in Burbank at a at a late night taping late night shows are tough now man i think the crowds have gotten much more uptight yeah uh, and well you know, i mean that, they don't happen uh, now i mean you know, but i mean even like i did a yeah. comment set even earlier this year and i was like well that was one of my worst responses i've ever gotten on late night and i just think like part of it's that i don't have the same amount of time to put into these sets as i used to but also uh yeah i just felt like they would leave certain like they didn't give me any momentum i feel like uh certain jokes are like you know and i'm just like oh okay yeah did they introduce you the same way like did they get the crowd going and or did you feel like they might be more I, lax on that because well, conan kind of changed his whole thing a little bit conan too. doesn't do like he does it he just kind of like is like our next guest is a very it's funny like it's funny though like i usually do really well on conan but it's like because that's like the loosest show or like the mm -hmm. crowd you can go a little dirtier you can have a little more fun. so usually you kind of get those big laughs but uh yeah i remember on like jimmy fallon once he came out and he was like this guy's mom is here so you guys better laugh really hard and guess what they didn't so oh, uh, shit. so i'm like you fucking assholes like he just told you my mom is here <laughs> so that was fucking annoying uh, oh, oh fuck i thought that yeah i thought that was definitely gonna go the other way no no but like uh. some late night i was like i I think like Fallon did stand up, so I think he's very conscious to try to give you an edge, which is that's like that's what I was saying because I went to Nikki's taping of Fallon, and I was that's why I assumed because he was like, I mean, any you no, went up there such and a nice like, guy, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he, I mean, Conan's an amazing guy too. I think like certain guys just it doesn't even cross their mind. And then I think Corden actually did the same thing. James Corden might have done that. Colbert is another. I don't think he did. Colbert was like, all right, your next guest. Uh, <laughs> Colbert was, isn't even there now. I don't think he was when I was there. I was like one of the first. I was the yeah. third stand-up to do Colbert. It was yeah. Seinfeld, Maria Bamford, and then me. <laughs> which I'm just like, you guys ready for a non-famous? Uh, and no, I don't think Colbert likes stand-up that much. That's I think what I heard. I wonder I think why. He, like. What? He's an improv guy. He's just kind of like, eh, it's not for me. I think probably one stand-up comedian was like, look at these pussy improv guys. He's like, I'll show you with one day. I just and think that he probably like sees like road hacky comics sometimes, and they're like, that's all of them. And then he'll see like one kind of like alty weird guy, and he's like, oh, I like that guy. So he likes like a couple, but I think overall he's not like huge on them. You know? Yeah, he'd rather listen to like folk with John Prine. But, you know, but meanwhile, he tells about a million hacky jokes about Donald Trump. So it's just like, what I mean, do you want? like, what do you want? That's the challenge, really, being like a late night host these days, right? Where you're, it's like, it's gonna, 
you're gonna tread on familiar ground if you're talking about trump like how good does it oh we don't even have to get into that but it's just like it just feels so, like i haven't thought about that fucker for like a couple of weeks i really have really i'm not paying attention he's not all. going anywhere i mean he's gonna not be president but he's he's gonna be around <laughs> i'm not but i honestly i feel like that without him having the power of the nuke button and being president his value is gonna diminish tremendously i don't know i think he still has a lot of value to the republican party i mean he he can still kind of get people elected just due to his influence i mean he got what 70 71 million votes so it's like that's a lot of people that still like him enough to vote for him so i i think he's got influence still and i think he'll still be around yeah yeah, well, and I think he probably. I mean, thinking. look, so much happens in four years, but like, I think he'll run. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think he's gonna run again. I mean, if he doesn't die, but yeah. Oh God, can you imagine? He'll like, yeah. They were talking about that he was gonna announce it the day of the inauguration. <laughs> Just so ridiculous. It is epic trolling. It really is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's fucking. I mean. Is I mean, yeah. Anyhow. God, the internet is just toxic. Well, Biden is already annoying me too with this like peace and love, like he's a hippie or something, and it's like yeah. that annoys me. Now. Like he hasn't done horrible shit too. Like he wasn't like, yeah, Iraq War, why not? You know, it's like hilarious, like crime bill, blah blah blah. But like you know, Anita Hill, all these things he's done. I'm like, you've made some mistakes. Like, but like I do like at least the vibe of him oh, being yes, like, yes. of him being i mean it, it is better than um rigged i'll take like let's come together over i mean look they're, it, they're both annoying but I'll, I'll take the latter of course of course but i'm just saying it's like i'm already reading that like the first couple times i read it like we gotta stop i was like yes and then now i read it, i'm like Ugh, you know, like whatever, like all it's and, just, I'll mute it's you. But, the, the, also, it's just like the way politics unveils on Twitter. It's just so much like it's Twitter. It's it's dunking on other people is what gets the retweets, you know. So the toxic shit will still do really well, and that's why Trump will not go away. Even a, like Trump got attention when he was doing the birther shit with Ob birther shit with Obama. Yeah, you know, and he had no political influence at the time, so he's not gonna go away. No. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the tumor might just go down to a stage no, two. People like that live forever. They fucking do. And he'll, and he'll make more money than ever. I mean, that was his bread and butter after The Apprentice when it was like, he's like, hey, Trump steaks or Trump whatever. Like, <laughs> just put my name on it. It'll be here. So, like, now, I mean, he's got 90 million Twitter followers. He'll, he'll be, he'll be yeah. in the arena doing live speaking engagements next to the well, it sounds like you're gonna open for him sam god hey, get off look, his nuts Jeez. i'm just saying no i'm just no, a I cynic know, I know, I i'm know, a cynic is what it is i know but i i i just honestly feel like i i just think that when when he's not president it's kind of like when you're Derek jeter for instance right when you're just starting shortstop for the yankees and you say something it has more weight to it but no one gives a fuck what Jeter thinks now that he owns the yeah he owns the Devil Rays or whatever or the or Marlins the Marlins. No one gives a fuck about what he thinks in Miami. That's what I'm saying. So I think that's how it will depreciate in a. I just think way. the problem problem is if Jeter was like, I might play again in four years. <laughs> you would care what he said. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> <laughs> and he has the ability to play even better. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, oh, yeah. I, I, I get that. I get that. that was, <laughs> if Jeter kept going, then eh, maybe I'll come back. It's like yeah. Jordan. Like people still cared about Jordan, even on the Wizards. Yeah.
Yeah. You're the first person to compare Donald Trump to Michael Jordan. <laughs> He's the Michael He's Jordan a lot like MJ. He's a lot like MJ. He, he was he was the four or five, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, thank God he. I mean, he's definitely not the two three, bro. The f- no. well, actually, the four five came back and won three championships, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, but but yeah. as the two three. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he he, uh, he wore four five for like a minute, and then he switched back. You're real in the NBA. I got real into it in the bubble. I mean, I it's guess amazing. We're all, yeah, it was so fucking. Good. The basketball quality was so good. I loved it. I love Tyler Hero so much. Oh, you sh- are you a Heat fan? Well, because of Myers Leonard, who oh, did, a, who did the podcast, and uh, dude, I mean, yeah, the Heat are fun. I, I hate to give it to him, but they're a fun team. Tyler's fucking dope. He's a, what is it Tyler. about him that's just magnetic? It's like, I mean, he's he, he's so confident, right? He's and he just kind of he's crafty. He's just like really like a clever player. I mean, he he said he studied Devin Booker, so who's just also a very crafty player. So. And also, they're both great shooters. I mean, yeah, Jimmy Butler just seems like the man. Like, I, like they're just – and Spolstra is just a brilliant coach. Like, the, And Riley is the fucking – I mean, yeah. like, the, yeah. I'm so jealous. Like, the Knicks could have given – we could have still had Pat Riley. We fucked up so royally. I mean. Freaking, did you watch uh, – do you watch Reddick's podcast? Is that how you know about the Devin Booker thing? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I, I, don't, I haven't watched – I've watched some of them. Yeah, uh, I, li- I like I love those podcasts. I watch. Yeah, his his he his podcast introduced me to like what turned out to be one of my favorite books. He's he's great. I love oh, which book. Which book? It's called City of Thieves. Oh, uh, what's that about? It's about like uh, World War Two Russia, and uh, it's funny and it's incredible. It's really really. It's by David Benioff, who I've never even seen Game of Thrones, but he wrote Game of Thrones and okay. And it's so he just recommended it. Like he probably, just said, this is one like, of the best books I've ever read. He's like, it's dark humor. It's uh, it's like interesting. It's it's yeah. It's just great. It's yeah. just a great great book. What um? So you were with your girl when I guess on some dating stuff. You were dating her in L.A. Then you came back to New York. Yeah. You separated or no? You broke up? We did like a little break. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. was. Uh, it's just tough, man. It's like the, you're doing long distance in a pandemic. It's just every decision so weighted. We're, we're, we gave it a, a minute, but we, I mean, the love is, is there. That was never in question. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, she has good fingers in the ass or no? <laughs> let's, let's show her a little more respect, Andrew. <laughs> just her fingers. It's so far away from her heart, you know? Um, what? <laughs> no but then she came to new york you said she said it's like a hotel room i mean how does a relationship feel when you do long distance and you're at their place versus when they're at your place like do you think uh, you know i think you try to get things to make them feel at home like like i got she does it for me i do it for her you know like uh candles i I do have candles she loves candles so yeah i absolutely do yeah I, i get all kinds of candles i uh I got a blender because uh, I'll make her like, I mean, I already had it, but I'll make her like, I always get matcha because she loves to wake up with matcha. So I do a little oat milk matcha. I do coffee, but like the matcha, it's delicious. So I make it for her. A little cold matcha. What else do I get here? I, oh, I got her like a big fluffy robe. She likes a good robe. So that's good. I love like the idea of you trying to be nice, but you're like, so I bought like nine thongs and, and like, She's like, why is there underwear? <laughs> like, she just blames you for cheating. You know what I mean? You know, oh, I yeah. bought condoms for her. You know, I bought bras that don't fit her. Like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like, 
certain things that you think are like romantic, but it's like you're just a fucking prick. baby. I got you this butt plug. She's like, what? I don't like that. I'm like, all right, well, I tried. So why don't you lay off? The guy who's just really dumb. All right, well, I'm out here fucking giving it my best shot, and that's all I can do. I got his porterhouses. She's like, I've been vegetarian for nine years. <laughs> that is another thing. She doesn't. Okay, well, that's a big thing. Is like, she knows I love pizza, so she'll. Uh, She'll do like lactate pills when we're in New York to, to, to tough it out because she can't do cheese. And we'll do an occasional, I'm trying to think what else I have here to make her feel. We do Halo sometimes, like play Halo, the, the Xbox game. It's a, good, yeah. it's a good couple or even friend bonding. Well, you had a podcast together for a little while. Yeah, I that mean, was fun. That was a good time. Yeah. I mean, but then it goes overboard, right? There's so much time together where then it's like, it well, it's, yeah, to, it's, yeah, this is not a realistic situation, <laughs> right? So, I mean, yeah, you're, you're together so much that you gotta, it's tough to find the balance between maintaining your independence, but also, uh, you know, having good time together. So I think we're both, that's the thing we're like, yeah, we're doing our best. Just long distance is hard. Long distance of the pandemic is extra hard. Uh, yeah. Because we're both like, you You usually have more distractions. Like, you just have so much time to stew in it before you see each other. So you're like, ah, shit. And then you're literally like, is it me or does the fact that it gets dark at like 4.30 now? Like, every night feels like a marathon. I run a mar- Like, I'll try to sleep. I just try to get to the next morning. <laughs> it would sound like it's, really depressing, but like. It's, it's fi- insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so depressing. Like just another hour like we did not need daylight savings this year like throw us a fucking bone like give it like i i'm a night person because of comedy like we all are but like i'm a night person when i get to go out and do shit i'm not a night person like when you have to just stay in and you look out and you're like uh it's like looking it's like looking at someone with just like a fucking better life than you you're just like i guess i just have to look at this shit it's just depressed i mean it's literally depressing it's so depressing, but I'm going down to Florida or at, by the time this comes out, I'm already down there. I'm going down there for like three weeks and just to just chill with family. Yeah. And old friends and just be on the beach and like, whatever. That's yeah. the move, man. That's I know, move. but I'm worried I'm going to kill my mom with COVID and well, don't do that. Yeah. Maybe just my bare hands instead. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, I mean, whatever. That would be cool. Are you going to get out of New York or are you going to stick around? What are you going to do? I'm going to go visit her in a little bit in the, in LA. Yeah. You're going to bring the butt plug or are you going to keep it? Uh, the, the hypothetical butt plug for the <laughs> joke. Uh, I'll bring it. It's good. <laughs> no, I, uh, no, I, uh, I'm going to go out there. I need some time in New York, you know, but, uh, you're that asshole that could eat pizza and not get fat. It really annoys me. I'm I'm in the I mean like I look fine in the face, but I'm in the worst shape down here. It's been in a bit of a while. It all goes straight to my dick. It sucks. Yeah, dude. Uh but no, uh I no, I really like I I got to uh it's hard to exercise, man, cuz my neck's been out and also just the weather. Like people who are like running right now, I'm like, "All right, calm down." You know, it's kind of like we get it, but also enough. It's just tough. Yeah, dude, the crime in New York is insane right now. This guy was robbing banks today like he's fucking really? Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, I just got – I have the Citizen app. Do you have that? No, I don't I don't think I want it. Bro, it's insane. People are getting stabbed a good amount. Yeah. I, some building fell apart on 7th and 2nd, a fire. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, right yeah. by you. Yeah, right next to me. Damn. If the whole building 
crumble. I'm complaining about the view out of my window. You're like, there's a fire. I'm like, all right. <laughs> it actually makes me feel better about my life. Like seeing people. <laughs> was anyone was anyone killed? Just like, uh, no, I was going to make a dark joke, but no, I don't think so. Thank it was, it was an abandoned building. Damn. So maybe there was a homeless person that was doing something in there. I don't know. That's what I'm guessing. Fuck, dude. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's really a dark year. It's really like, it's funny. No matter how fun the conversation gets on these podcasts, these I days, know. It, it always shifts back to, <laughs> but we're fucked, right? It's always like, <laughs> it's always like things the vaccine, are bad. The vaccine, honestly, we could end with this. Is like, I really do see that there's light at the end of the tunnel. I really yeah, do. Um, does that mean that, you know, everything's going to be better in a couple months? No, but they're literally it's 95% proof it's coming. It's literally today going to like older people and shit and like whatever. So it's, we're getting out of this. The question is, is like our other, our restaurants going to open again, our stores going to, you know, going to open again in New York Our you know, is New York going to, how long will it take to come back? Yeah. I mean, that's the government's done jack shit for small businesses. It's evil. It's evil to force people to shut down and give them no, plan or no financial support it's so fucking evil while target's open yeah what i it's fucked up man it's it's, this is tough i mean it's like think about like i just think of the people and like that was their life's work that was their livelihood and it's just you pass all these places that you love i mean i pass restaurants i'm like i love that place i like the people there it's it's pretty it's pretty sad dude i mean think about you get an idea for a restaurant right you take all your savings, you take out a loan. Yeah. You, you have to write up a business plan for people to invest in you. Uh, restaurants normally won't even, you know, succeed anyways, but you're like, this is my passion. And then you open and then COVID exactly. hits the next day. It's already it's just, a risky endeavor and add this on top of it. It's like, we, places need restaurants. It also sucks. I felt like we were in such a restaurant boom of so many people were like pursuing it. It was like a cool job. I watched all those shows in the food network. They just make you feel good. Like I love watching chopped or any of those. Yeah. Well, it's very stand up y right? Those kind of, or shark tank where it's like someone has to perform under pressure in a certain allotted time. And if they fuck up, it's on them. And I don't know. It just feels like stand up to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I guess that's a positive note. Uh, <laughs> but Is yeah, it? check out your special up on the roof. Thank it's you, fucking man. great. Also, what was the other one? The one before that? It was. Uh, I got this. That came uh, out in uh, February. Yeah, I saw it had four point seven million views on YouTube. Wow. Yeah, it's great. That's. You said great. wow, like you didn't know that. No, I, 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 I it's like <laughs> four, it was like four six last time I saw it. So that's that's great. It went up even higher. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I always assume it's going to plateau. Yeah. And then, um, and then this one already has over four hundred thousand in a few days. I think three hundred. I don't think it's yeah. Nine, I think it's, nine million. I think it said. Nine mil. It's at nine million. Views. Go check it's it out before that. it starts going down in numbers. Um, at, I think three hundred something. So I, I hopefully it keeps climbing. It's fucking great. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I hope it keeps climbing. I'm always, I'm always like, I always just assume it's going to get stuck. Yeah, but someone else will retweet it that has a huge following. And they'll be like, whoa, dude, I didn't even know fucking Carrot Top was still alive. And then oh, Carrot Top, if you're listening, we could use your support. <laughs> Where is he? I think he's just rich as fucking Vegas, living, living his best life. That's a good point. God, he's so fucking jacked. 
All right. He's really jacked. I, I yeah. hope he's like, I, I, it's a point where I'm like, is that healthy? I don't know. I mean, I'm, it must be, it must feel fun to be that strong. No matter how big your muscles are, your hair and face, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, Keep doing big. you though. Keep doing you. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 Have a good one. <laughs> puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep, you're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl. You'll never get that deep. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. Know when you're standing in the puddle, you don't know where to go because you're so deep. You don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how wet I am because I'm so wet. That's who I am. I'm so wet, wet. I'm so wet. I'm so wet. I'm so 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 wet. Now come on in. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down and then everyone will come over here. Yo, so this is an ad. Uh, not for anyone else except for your boy Puddle Boy. Uh, go to my website, uh, andrewcollincomedy.com and go to shop and you'll see all my new merch. I have so much great Puddle stuff. Um, it really is like crazy how much cool shit there is. So uh, go check out andrewcollincomedy.com and go uh, go shop. Buy yourself a gift. All right. Love you guys. All right. Thanks.